Well, what's going on with you guys? Just literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house, boy. Boy. Bored in the house and I'm in the house, boy. 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 That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I I got I got stuff going on, but it's not really interesting, so same yeah. old same old stuff. I mean, I'm like I work for, you know, Rivertown, so we're a quote unquote essential business. So I still get to go to work. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, that is really nice that you have um something to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing nothing. <laughs> like so much and even this is too much for me (laughs) i think everyone's kind of hitting that point even if you like to veg out a bit yeah we're all done (laughs) yeah we've passed that limit yep and like the thing is i keep thinking about this and listening to podcasts and listening to you know everyone else in the world who's dealing with the same exact thing and like i'll complain about a little bit of stuff but then i'm like you know what Last week was when Alabama got put in to stay at home. Right. And, like, New York has been there for, like, you know, two months. And then yeah. China for how many months? Yeah. So, like, we kind of got it easy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, like, especially living in Florence, like, it's such a pretty and chill yeah. town. And, like, we have a house with a yard. Yeah. So we're very fortunate. And, like, one of our best friends lives in our basement, which sounds creepy, but it's not. It's like, it's like we renovated it. It's an apartment. It's nice. That's good. It's not a dungeon. But we still have, like, you know, a friend close by, which is cool. Yeah, that is nice to have a little bit of social interaction. Yeah, for sure. I think that's the thing that I'm just missing the most is the lack of my friends. Like, yeah, we, um... This past Saturday, our friends, uh, Katie and Eric, um, they were supposed to have their wedding. And oh, I saw your Instagram post of this. Yeah. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. So they're supposed to have their wedding, and then they postponed it to August, which they're still going to have, like, a big party ceremony in August, but they wanted to go ahead and legally get married. So they set up a Zoom for anyone who wanted to watch it. So there was like, you know, a bunch of people on there, but the bridal party, which I'm a part of, we were like, what if we go stand outside the building and just like cheer and then surprise them so that we're at like, at least in close proximity. And then one of the girls is like, let's wear our bridesmaid dresses. And I "I really don't want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But I realized very quickly that I was the only one who didn't want to do that. (laughs) I almost walked out of the house without it. And I was not wearing the appropriate, like, people were like, I'm going to wear my tennis shoes with it and stuff. And I'll probably have leggings on underneath. So I was like, okay, this is fine. It's just like we're throwing it on. I'm going to yeah. go take it off. I mean, like, I didn't wear the white bra. I just, I, I just like, <laughs> put it on. With my, I haven't even, like, hemmed it or anything. So it's, like, real long. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it looked like, it. some of the girls put heels on and, like, did their hair. And I was like, oh, man. I mean, my I'm clean. <laughs> Took yeah. a shower. What? How much do you expect of me? Honestly, right? But it was really sweet because we all stood outside, and as soon as they said Mr. and Mrs. Eric White or whatever, everyone cheered and honked their horns and stuff, and they looked out the window yeah. and they just started sobbing, and it was so sweet. Oh, and um, but then Josh and Catherine were there. And our friend mm-hmm. uh, Jeff and Bethany were there too. So the th- the five of us just stood outside for like another hour, like six feet apart, and just talked on the sidewalk. <laughs> we were like, I think we're starved for human a- interaction right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a group of like older men that come to the coffee shop where I work, mm-hmm. like at least twice a week, and they take up this six top table in like the middle of the back room it's not a big shop and these are big (laughs) men (laughs) so they like and then they pull chairs up so there's probably like eight of them that come in all together and they talk so loud but you can't be mad at them because you're like you guys are sweet yeah so when we closed our dining room i would look out the window of the kitchen and they all 
they still come every week. I, I, they haven't been there this week since the stay-at-home thing has been put in place, but they would stand six feet apart and, like, drink Aww. their coffee and just talk to each other oh, on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was like, you guys are so committed to your friendship, and I love it so much. That's you know, amazing. I want to do that. One of my sister, <laughs> uh, she and her friends um, wanted to see each other, and one of them is a nurse. And mm-hmm. she's not on a COVID floor, but she she works with, like, surgeries and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, she and her other two, I think her two roommates, are all nurses. And they've all been exposed in some way. So they're on complete quarantine. Like, they can go to work and yeah. they can go home. And that's about it. Like, they can't really interact with anybody. But I think mm-hmm. right before that was, like, super official, my sister and her friends all like went to a parking lot and had a picnic but they all parked their cars in a circle and had their own little picnic picnic sitting in front of their car and they were probably like 10 15 feet away from each other like a car <laughs> length away yeah but she like sent a video and it's like everyone sitting in a circle and, like sitting like in their cars like in their trunks or like sitting outside their car and I was like this is so sad but it's so sweet <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It's so good. I like, yeah, it's been really interesting. I had a friend that like knew I was working and came by to get a pint of chicken salad and she stopped outside the kitchen window uh, and got my attention and then like unrolled a piece of paper. It was like, you're doing a great job. Oh, <laughs> like, <that is> sweet. <laughs> People are just like in it together, which is really nice to see. Yeah, it's so yeah. crazy like every single person no matter like I mean I'm an introvert and I really do love my alone time but I also mm-hmm. really love my people um yeah same. and so I it's been kind of interesting and cool and sad and sweet just to see that every single person's feeling the same thing no matter like yeah. what like line you kind of like fall under so yeah I don't know. It's it's kind of this unifying feeling, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and sad. For sure. I wonder if we're gonna know how to interact with people. Okay, when this actually, is over. I'm really concerned for myself in a way. Like, overwhelmed immediately. Well, okay, I need like six beers in order to feel like I can actually like interact with people right now because <laughs> I'm so used to not interacting with people and I was like I feel like I've like yeah. gone back to this like socially awkward child or something and I'm just sitting in the corner <laughs> watching people and I was like this is not good I was on a great social path before this and now yeah I don't know what to do in this situation <laughs> <laughs> I think work oh, is ahead. helping me like because that still is most of my social interaction other than like church is work yeah so that's that's helped like but my husband is going insane because oh, <laughs> he's like the biggest introvert and has nowhere to go and nothing to do oh. <laughs> or biggest extrovert I mean yeah he's like dying so and he's driving me crazy but I love him so much <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I think, yeah, I, think what... I should put a fan up on the front porch. I think I'm going to do that today. I think I'm going <laughs> to, like, it's just like one project after another. And then just hearing him shout in frustration. <laughs> he, like, shocked himself really bad the other day. This is a mistake. Oh, gosh. They, like, threw his arm back. He screamed. Oh, God. It was terrifying. <laughs> all happening Peyton Ray Pruitt everybody (laughs) in his his natural state doing the most (laughs) wow Wes just came to take our picture and even like the thought of having somebody else to come around us we like we immediately were like we should probably make cocktails right (laughs) so it has to be an event yeah (laughs) so so we had like a cocktail and then had another ready for whatever he got here (laughs) i love it it's amazing Um, yeah i really like wes's um thing that he's doing right now he's going around taking photos of people on their front porches from his car is it for Mm -hmm. an article josh he said he didn't know what he was doing yet 
Yeah, we'll see. there's a girl in Florence that was doing that before the stay-at-home thing. She was like taking pictures through pictures through people's like windows of just their like quarantined routines. It's yeah. really cool. It's a great way to document what will be a historic time for sure. It's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who lives in Southeast Asia and she's been like posting videos of like finally walking yes. down the street again. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you guys are already I know, there. Which is like really exciting. <laughs> but then also I remember it's China. So when they said stay at home, people literally did it because they were scared to not do it. And here yeah. it's like, eh, I'll be fine. Uh, I'm going to be the one that's right. not going to get it. And that's not completely true. Yeah. yeah. But I was driving through downtown on the way yeah, sure. um, here, and I was pretty comforted to see that every single person on the street was wearing a mask. It was a little creepy, yeah. but it was also comforting. Which is like, it's weird <laughs> that it's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, there's another friend of mine that um, I don't know super well, but I think he either his family or he and his wife have like a house in seaside. Mm. So because they own it, they went to just quarantine there because they're like one, I I can't remember what his wife does, but I think he like does freelance like branding Mm -hmm. and photography and stuff. So he can work from wherever But they were posting pictures of like downtown seaside and it's like nothing. It's so weird. Like, the pictures he took are so strange. Are they, like... Yeah. I mean, it's just now starting to get warm, so a lot of people aren't at the beach. And it's a small town to begin with. I guess... I know I know people who live well, down know, there, so there are grocery stores and stuff, but, like, I feel like it'd be even more of a ghost town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, these touristy spots that, like... I'm And, like, some of the... Aren't the beaches yeah. closed now? Yeah. Yeah. Because of all the spring breakers. I don't know. Gen Z. For real. Because that would be amazing. It's not not (laughs) But yeah, being stuck at the beach would be amazing if you could go to the beach. Right. But like if you're just stuck in a condo, then it's like, what? What? This is crazy. You're just looking at it. Yeah. (laughs) If you like own the house, obviously you don't own that section of the beach, but you're not a. I'm sure you can be like private beaches. You're not around like giant hotels and hundreds of people. And Seaside is like way more spread out. So I feel like if you went and took a little stroll or something, it'd probably be okay. Because how, how much more isolated yeah. could you get? You're on a beach alone. Yeah, I think it was just I think it was just the public beaches yeah. that they were really hammering down on. Yeah. Crazy. I'm over it, I'm over it, over it But I'm not over this, not over us, not over it I'll say I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it not over this, not over us, not over it. Not over this, not over us, not over it. I love me. I love me. What has it been like for you lately? Because, you know, typically when we have people on our podcast, we ask them, you know, stuff about their life and their career and normal stuff. But, you know, you as a <laughs> <Yeah>. musician... <laughs> can't really play a show right now (laughs) how is that feeling like also like as an artist like how is it feeling to not be able to put your art out there in the same way so I'm probably a a weirdo in in that I can't really speak for people who are actually like doing like the daily (laughs) grind for music like my husband is um you know he Peyton can't had to cancel like a ten day run because he was a part of yeah. South by. Um, so and then so the South by stuff got canceled and then like one by one that entire tour, kind of leading up. I guess that was toward the end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, one by one, all those shows canceled and they've already been off the road for a while. So they're like trying to get back in the swing of it in like festival yeah. season. So he ended up. Uh, before the stay at home thing 
just going and recording like five songs for a new record because he has five songs that he can record for a new record unlike <laughs> me um who struggles to create new stuff all the time so he he ended up you know just having to shift gears and still be mm-hmm. productive and trying to sell merch for me really so I toured up to New York and back in May last year and I was just like pretty miserable uh and Peyton was with me I thought that would help but I outside my brother lives in upstate Mm -hmm. New York so but other than that the couple of days that we had in Kingston with him I was we were staying with strangers or like somebody hooked us up with this youth group guy that like has a house in (laughs) Washington DC where youth groups come and stay so it's like a three-story house full of bunk beds (laughs) and just us staying there it's really cool when you can't afford hotels Uh, (laughs) or just like random friend of friend you know and for an introvert it's just exhausting on all levels because then I'm going to play shows talking to people I don't know going to stay somewhere I don't have people and I just like had a really hard time and that was like 11 days. I played 10 shows and did the least of all session session in that time. Um, so it was just like a lot. And I <laughs> talked to Peyton when I got home. And I was like, I, I don't think I want to do this the way that like you and all of our friends are doing. Like, I don't think it's for me mm-hmm. in that sense. I think, music for me is more of kind of like an act of service I guess of like what kind of experience can I share with people in this moment more than like Mm. chasing a dream you know and and so it's weirdly not been like super traumatic for me like I had some shows that got canceled but it was funny like at the beginning of the year I was like all right playing shows for me is going to be kind of like only when I want to and in places that I love, and so, um, like, in April, well, I was going to come to you guys, uh, (laughs) this week, was it this week? Yeah, yeah, it was. Weird, um, yeah, so I had, uh, some friends in Mobile that, on the coffee shop, and they were like, hey, we asked some people who they want us to bring in for spring shows, pick a date, and I was like, cool, so they want me to come, so I'll just plan three days, and so I love playing in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. So I had a show there in Mobile and then to you guys. And, uh, and like, it's a bummer because those are, like, three of my favorite mm-hmm. environments. It's, like, just hanging out with you guys. It feels like just hanging yeah. out when I come <laughs> Good. to play shows. It's just, like, <laughs> so fun just hanging out with friends. Hattiesburg feels like that. And uh, Mobile, they just, like, set up it's a coffee shop show, but they like set it up like a listening room, which is really nice. Um, yeah. So like those shows canceled, but it doesn't feel mm-hmm. devastating. Cause I love yeah. being home <laughs> and selfishly. I was like super stoked that Peyton wasn't gone for 10 days. <laughs> they got shortened to seven just to go to the studio. So, you know, it's, it's been like some stuff sucks, but then there are other things that are huge blessings yeah. as a result, I guess. Yeah. Having to adjust with church and stuff has been interesting. Trying to figure out how to still serve our church without seeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know. So I don't know. I like, I'm not one that writes every day or anything. Um, I, I just kind of write when I have something to say. And I know it's not like, I don't know if that's laziness <laughs> or if it's just like who I'm made to be, but um, I really love my job these days. And so it's just nice. I just feel like really yeah. content in, in a very simple life. And I think the Lord's been really gracious to me. And like, we, we bought a house and like our house is our only debt yeah. right now. And, that just doesn't happen with people our age, but we didn't go to college. We did things that were not mm-hmm. normal mm-hmm. not popular. Like Peyton has a two-year degree. I didn't go to college and I like didn't buy my first car until right before we got married. So that was the only debt we had until we bought the house. Then I paid off the car early. It's just like, we don't make a lot of money. 
but we've been very fortunate in like the path that we've been led on early in life like when we were really young that set us up to be super flexible even for times like this yeah Um, that's really cool it's been really nice yeah I'm very grateful and I am well aware that we are very fortunate to both both of us still have steady income because he's Mm part-time at our church so you know it sucks not to be able to like play shows even for me who likes to be at home like the shows that got canceled are the ones that I yeah, like to play the most yeah. <laughs> but you, you know? also know that so like especially it will always have you back so yes like yeah just because sure. it got canceled doesn't yeah. mean that it's just a lost missed opportunity yeah absolutely yeah it's definitely for me it's different it's not right. like south by right where you know it was some huge big name festival or anything which i can't imagine mm. playing those anyway <laughs> so so awkward <laughs> i just feel like i am so boring for those environments i don't know I don't i'd rather so. have a i'd rather have a small room with people i can like actually talk yeah. to than a big stage where i have to like snatch somebody's attention from whatever's going on around well i think you'd be great but also at the same time i feel like i completely relate to that okay it sounds like a terrifying thing yeah um it's weird i i even played i played musician's corner and even that was weird and it's like huge uh in nashville but it's like in centennial park and there's just a lot going on Mm -hmm. around so it's like no one's really close i can't tell like who cares and you know i don't care if you don't care but if you care I yeah yeah <laughs> you know? yeah it's just like yeah it's super weird it's weird for me but i don't know maybe one day it won't be <laughs> who knows it seems like you've done it from what i've seen that you've done a good job of still like performing in a sense like you're still yeah. doing stuff digitally yeah it helps that people ask (laughs) yeah I'm not like the most self-motivated in all of that which and I started fundraising for a record when I decided I didn't want to pursue music (laughs) as a career I was like let's make a record um one of my our friend that has produced Carver Commodore stuff and mine uh was like when are we making a record I'm like hey you know like I don't want to tour like even a hundred days a year like he's like I don't care I just want to do it I think it'd be fun it's like okay so then he starts bugging me about fundraising and I was like I don't want to do kickstarter because I I, it just feels like asking so much Mm -hmm. for so little like if it's somebody I know I'm gonna donate whatever platform if it's someone I know and believe in but it just feels like such an undertaking i have i don't understand how my friends are making records that cost like twenty thousand dollars like how do you pay for that i have a job and i can't pay for that like i don't understand how people do it but he was like i think we could do it with ten thousand dollars and i was like that's crazy that's so much money in the grand (laughs) scheme of things with music it's like a really cheap record yeah but it just felt like so much. And I was like, I don't want to do Kickstarter. I don't want to do the reward thing. Cause then you have yeah. to buy merch. So then you have to ask for more money Then you actually need to make a record. And it's just a lot. So we were about to, Peyton and I were about to fly to Colorado and we were staying with uh, Brendan is his name, Brendan and his wife, Alicia. And I was like, he was asking me about it again. I was like, what if I just asked my Instagram followers for $5? <laughs> He's like, do it. I dare you. <laughs> so I did. I like posted his picture and was like, Brendan wants me to make a record. I told him I don't have money. He said, you guys should give me $5. <laughs> it was kind of a joke, but I had like $200 before I went to bed. And then by the end of the next day, That's it was so like crazy. 1500 It was so crazy and just like super encouraging uh and in a way so much more personal yeah, than like a yeah. kickstarter ever would have been because people are like venmoing me and writing nice things and then i can respond like directly not with some like right. email update or whatever yeah. um 
and I don't have a time limit. So I'm like, I'll just do this casually for however long it takes. <laughs> so I'm like halfway and we, I started it in late January. Uh, and I've got about $5,000. That's so crazy. That's now. amazing. But I, yeah. So I started doing the cover songs for donations on Instagram. So that helped like, oh, people like when you play songs mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Instagram. <laughs> um, so I've just kept doing stuff like that, you know. Um, and then I just put, like you were saying, Martha Ellen, like, I listen to podcasts all the time. I mm-hmm. listen to The Daily a lot, which is good, but also so <laughs> depressing. <laughs> so, like, because initially it was, like, all election stuff, and now it's all coronavirus stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both depressing. <laughs> and so, yeah, I just, like, started going through some playlists Um early in the morning when I was at work and I would listen, I like listened to news and was like feeling off. Uh, I have like some playlists with just songs that are encouraging and, and speak truth to me. And so, um, I decided like every Wednesday night when our church would normally meet, I would just sing like a couple of songs. So like hopefully encourage other people, you know, so I've been doing that too during all this, yeah. which helps me like get over myself and and like refocus. Yeah. So that's been nice and like it's been funny. <laughs> I uh some of the folks at Single Lock uh I know and one of their the first Wednesday that I did it, one of their artists like joined the live stream and I texted my friend Addie that works there. I was like Hey, you remember when that band you guys work with joined my live stream and then found out I was singing uh, songs about Jesus? <laughs> like, everyone's confused. But <laughs> I like have just had like such a weird time in music feeling and even have been all but told like too Christian for mainstream, not Christian enough for and I don't have any interest in being yeah. like the Christian mainstream because I don't love that music anyway. Yeah. There's like this weird middle ground of Christians that write music that is like really awesome. But I just like radio stuff. I just don't relate and don't love mm-hmm. musically or content wise. And so I don't really want to be a part of that world. But the mainstream world, it's like, like, we were trying to get Pasadena on some playlists, and they were like, ah, uh, this is a Christian song. It's like, it's, I mean, it says Jesus, but, yeah. like, there's a lot of songs that say Jesus. <laughs> it's the same. Like, what is happening? I think we may be on the wrong side of Pasadena, and the grass ain't no shade greener. It's just a little detour from the we set out for when we left the church last Easter Singing hallelujah preacher I know just what I ought to do Even like loosening my grip on the music stuff at the beginning of the year has kind of helped me not try to compartmentalize yeah. so much and just be who I am. I think that's really cool. I think that Even, also like it's kind of encouraging just listening to you talk about how this whole thing has been like affecting you because I feel like this is kind of true for a lot of people too that things are already starting and stirring like and this is just kind of given all of those things the chance to kind of come to life so I don't know I feel like for Mm -hmm. me work was not a it was a little overwhelming but I was managing And I kept just saying for like a month, I was like, I just kind of want to lock myself in a hole and just like be able to work and not have interruptions or anything. And then it happened. And then (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, you're like, whoops, did I do that? (laughs) Sorry, everybody else. Uh, Caitlin, who I share a shop space with, we had this like kind of heart to heart right before everything went down. And she was like, I just kind of realized that 
with my workload and kids and all this stuff, like I'm not going to be able to do the summer things that I wanted. She's like, I wanted to plant a garden. I wanted to like spend time outside. I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. And she's like, I can't do that. And then this happened. Yeah. Is Caitlin the one that yes. had the baby while we had a show? Yes. yes. That is Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. So cool. Um, but now she's like planting a garden and she's able to like cook at home and try different recipes and all this stuff that she had been yeah. wanting to do, but she couldn't do it. And then like you seem like you were kind of on this path yeah. to trying to figure out how to do music in an untraditional way. And this is like basically not forcing you, but it's encouraging you to kind of figure out some of those alternative routes without having to physically stand in front of people and play a show. But it's still like something you love to do and something that you're very gifted at. So it's just, it's really cool to see. I don't know. And I know it's this whole thing has been really scary and daunting to a lot of people, but I think it's because a lot of people don't want to face those things that they've been needing to face. And this is giving them that, yeah, I sure. mean, it's forcing them to do a lot of work on themselves. And I don't know. I think I I try and look at the bright side of things. And maybe I'm a little bit too much of a glasses half full kind of person. But I don't know. This has been <laughs> such a weird time. But it's been, I've been really encouraged to see what people are doing with this time. And I'm not surprised yeah. one bit that you are finding a bit of peace and trying to enjoy the moment, which is just cool and encouraging to hear. Yeah. Well, and just like being a person of faith, I do feel responsible to mm-hmm. be a person of peace mm-hmm. and hopefulness. And so it's been cool to like, like I work at a small local business, like, a beloved business in our town that like it's it's the best job I've ever had like I I've and it's so such a normal job like I work in the kitchen of a coffee shop and like (laughs) cook a lot of eggs but like it's such a like for such a small town it's such a central gathering place and small business and I love my boss so much like one of the best people I know and so to be able to stand alongside him alongside my coworkers, and like be hopeful and be like hey we're having a great day like wow people are still buying food and coffee you know hopefully be someone who's not thinking I am a classic worst case scenario person, but I, you know, in that environment, I would like to, I hope that I am more of like, yeah. be okay, everybody, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's been cool. I'm, I'm super grateful to still have a job, like, and especially one that I really enjoy. And I've worked like random day jobs since I was in high school and I just like have never really enjoyed something as much That's as so I do cool. this. So, and it's, it's so normal. It's <laughs> so weird, but that I love it yeah. so much, but I do like, I don't know. I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. It is awesome to see that in Birmingham as well, like so many people are still supporting yeah. those like kind of small staples. And it's almost like a, I don't know. I think that it's something yeah. that again, I don't know. I, I'm really proud of our community and just to see like that. It's not only just here that people really are paying attention to if I don't purchase this or I don't go to this place or support this artist or business or whatever it is, that they might not be able to do this for much longer. Yeah. And right. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Even as an employee to feel so cared for and like safe. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't at all take that for granted. Um, it's just really cool. Yeah. 
It's just so wild. Like, every time I start thinking about, like, what our life is right now, it's just crazy. That, But it's really cool to see all the creativity and the just, like, support and care that's just kind of floating around. And I really yeah. hope. I can't imagine that it would just disappear when everything kind of goes back to normal. But I do yeah. really hope that this is just, a like, a new foundation for, like, our norm um yeah that's what there's a an organization in nashville called the fold um and they just encourage uh writers of all kinds um and so they like post prompts to like help you just write randomly and uh their prompt today was uh, in a world where anything could happen so I just kind of like stream of consciousness wrote like anything could happen. This could be, yeah. this could kill us, you know, Yeah. like this could be it or it could teach us to like mm-hmm. love better because it's, it's not lazy love. Mm-hmm. Like it can't be lazy love because you have to try so hard. Yeah. Um, Very intentional. Yeah. And so that was, an encouraging thing just to think through as I wrote it like this could ruin us or this could be the not the best thing that sounds like way too (laughs) roses it's not the best thing obviously but there are like blessings as a result and changes as a result that could I think it's helping us us value humanity in general like I mean Yes, we yeah. we are valuing life because that is something that is uh, literally an unknown. Like the survival rate of this yeah. illness and all this kind of stuff. And there's so many conflicting reports. But so it's making us value that. It's making us value the elderly population and the people who are at risk and being mindful and conscientious of those people. But then also our emotional life. It's really real, making us realize because I think that we are a culture of laziness, you know, and convenience. So yeah. we, I mean, yeah. the amount of times that I just know that if I go to this coffee shop, I'm probably going to see somebody is making me realize how I haven't planned my friendships. I haven't scheduled time specifically for a friend. It's just, oh, we'll probably right. run into each other. And Right. That is one thing that I really do love about Birmingham. And I love that there's, it's a small enough town to where that is a reality and a possibility, but it also made me, it's making me realize like I, the people that I really do value the most, I want to make time for. And now I'm trying to do that Yeah. while still remain like maintaining my sanity because I, Again, being an introverted person, I did not realize that it was possible to get socially overstimulated while being in isolation. Like, I, the amount of text messages from group chats and phone calls and Skype and Zoom and all the things and Instagram and all everything has been honestly a little overwhelming for me, which makes me want to crawl into my hole even deeper. Um, But (laughs) I realized, too, that it's really sweet that people are reaching out. um, And I shouldn't get irritated by that. Um, But it's just finding (laughs) that balance and figuring out, like, what I can handle and what's too much for me or what's... And that's just because of who I am and my personality. And I do need it sometimes. And there are people that I need to talk to. um, And realizing which friends those are you know which are the feel-good friends and which ones are the I need you for my emotional sanity right just interesting I hope that other people are starting to realize these things too um like revelations yeah yeah so if Martha Ellen hasn't talked to you (laughs) why hey well okay another thing and I'm not gonna like backtrack on that but this is an interesting thing that I thought a lot about too is Like, my life hasn't really changed. I live a very socially distant life in general. Like, I work by myself. 
and I do stuff on my own all the time except for in the evenings when I see people socially well I don't have that right now so when I don't have that I throw myself into doing work and I find new projects and I find new ways to fill my time so I'm the opposite of bored all the time I think I've been busier since the quarantine has happened because I can just do my thing I'm not sitting at home like gardening and looking at new recipes I'm I'm working and I'm finding ways to keep myself busy and when I have to remind myself like not everyone's doing that and that's okay and not that it's not okay for someone not to be working because I kind of wish that I could rest again another thing that I'm realizing is I'm bad at resting but anyway I'm just rambling I'm rambling on all of my thoughts (laughs) that this quarantine has brought to life (laughs) <laughs> this is my social this time guys social time. <laughs> I'll be good for the next four days <laughs> marriage is super funny <laughs> yeah I was about to ask what is <laughs> how's that been rife for conflict yeah <laughs> but it's great uh, I was, I was uh, <laughs> we are Peyton and I are polar opposites in almost every way and like the whole the whole adage about marrying your father is like not true like he's nothing like my dad nothing like me Mm -hmm. so we we have a tendency to butt heads a lot but we're over communicators sometimes which is interesting yeah i'm sure that well (laughs) we just like have to talk stuff out yeah i think that's better than yeah under i think so too i feel like it is too sometimes i get in trouble though i bring up conflict at like the worst possible (laughs) moment Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not fun. I think that's called being human. But we're we're making it. He like he mm-hmm. uh never stops working. Like he works super super hard, and I lean a little more toward the laziness when I'm at home. I work really hard at my job, but like when I'm home, I just like want to do whatever. And he's always doing something, working on the house, working on music, whatever. So sometimes I get like super insecure about like I should be doing something. I'm just sitting like he's judging me. And he's usually not. Sometimes he is. But... <laughs> he, he just like has a very admirable work ethic um which is part of the reason why all of this is driving him nuts mm-hmm. cuz he has like no break cuz doing nothing is like misery to him. Mm-hmm. So, like, when uh, our friend that lives in the basement, he just got back this week. He was visiting family in Gadsden. And he brought me back some bamboo mimosas from back 40. Nice. Mm-hmm. You guys like yeah. those? They're delicious. And perfect so, for the spring. Absolutely, they are. So, just a little <laughs> ad there. Sponsor us all, please. Um, but only sponsor me with bamboo mimosas. Yeah. Or Paul Paul's Peach. Nothing else. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jason Wilson, and I'm the founder and president of Back 40 Beer Company. See, you you a little smirk on your face. It's messing me up. Hi, my name is Jason Wilson. I'm the founder and president of Back 40 Beer Company. What the Hi, my name is Jason Wilson. I'm the founder and president of Back 40 Beer Company. This year, with the help of our team of 22 talented individuals from all over the country, Back 40 will donate over $10,000 to local charities while continuing to support the artists and dreamers who are changing the cultural landscape of the Deep South. Yeah, that's us. I get nervous about these things, but I just feel like I'm on the phone with my friends. And now that I forget, now I've just remembered (laughs) that we're on a podcast, so I'm scared again. But are you drinking uh, Bud Light Lime? <laughs> no, but it's in my fridge. I, nice. I have the Bamamosa right Good. now. So the better choice, the more classy choice, the craft choice. <laughs> Similar but better. <laughs> so a huge part of the story of my life was moving to Nashville, Tennessee, which was you know, it's weird. You're not the only person to ever I think that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. So, I mean, I definitely think because of my faith, you know, I think the Lord allows all this 
stuff for one reason or another. So I definitely like learned things. It was an important time for the future marriage of Peyton and I, but it was just a horrible time of life Mm. for me, like emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It was rough. I like was coming out of a really rough church situation at home in Muscle Shoals where I grew up. (laughs) Famous town. Um, (laughs) So pretty cool. Um, So I was coming out of just like a really difficult church situation. Some just like really tragic. Nobody, I mean, people's fault, but not the church's fault situations. And then just my own cynicism. Uh, And so that carried with me when I moved to Nashville, I was working for like a mission organization uh, that I did summer missions with while Peyton and I were dating. We'd only been dating for a few months and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave for two months. And then I came back at the end of July and I was like, Hey, they offered me a job moving to Nashville in October. (laughs) I'm like, good luck. (laughs) Just shocked that he hung in there. So I moved in like October of 2013, I guess. And I stayed for 10 months uh, working at Lifeway for World Changers and P2 Missions. Yeah, <laughs> super Christian of me, earning my just cr- It's just jewels in your crown, you know? Um, <laughs> that's right, honey. So I, <laughs> I was doing like intern work, like packing boxes and stuff. And then one of it was a really small team that I worked with and you know when you work for a giant Christian organization things could go mm-hmm. one extreme or the other really and I was very fortunate the people that I worked with were so wonderful could could talk another hour about how amazing those people were to me um so I'm very grateful for that but the work I was doing was I was like on the I had to like do curriculum calls and stuff, which for an introvert and like do the, Hey, have you signed up for camp this year? (laughs) Calls, which is, I feel you. I worked for a nonprofit for a couple of years and I was in Uh, charge of events. So I had to call all our donors and everything and just be like, Hey, would you like to sponsor this event this year? (laughs) So it's not just like planning the event, (laughs) but it's asking for money to plan the event. Oh God. It was the worst. And and what's unfortunate about church ministry and particularly youth ministry, which is what we were working with, was like the turnover rate for youth pastors was ridiculous. <laughs> so you'd call, you would call a church and be like, "Can I speak to?" And, and they're like, "He doesn't so work here." <laughs> oh, they move. It's like, um, why are you speaking that name? <laughs> like, do you know, know what he did? Like, what did he do? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so it was a weird time. But then, so slowly, one of the other, one of my coworkers would be like, Hey, I'm going to teach you this thing. Um, so you can help me out with this. So she's like teaching me these new skills. And then we get called into a staff meeting. They're like, So Lauren is, is moving home oh, to no. Dallas. <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh, oh she's no. teaching me a job. <laughs> So uh, they didn't, because it was summer mission, she moved like right before the summer started. Um, And she did like financial stuff and like the very organized, you know, side of things. So I like had to work with the accounting department at Lifeway and like it was so confusing. And I worked in an office with no windows, Hmm. like, and so I would go home every day and like just go to sleep. And eventually Peyton moved up there and, you know, he obviously loves to do stuff. And so he would be just so miserable. He'd come over to my apartment and be like, let's do something. I'm like, I'm so tired <laughs> and just like really sad. So uh, we just like didn't make it, We didn't connect with people there. It felt mm-hmm. very networky, which I know is like a necessity for music but it's hard when um because we've talked about this before like i feel like music is such an extension of your emotional state of mind that to be networky and something that's like an expression of yourself is like doesn't 
mesh well right. and so it's like if you're trying to sell yourself and you're trying to sell like your ideas yeah. and your point of view it just doesn't seem right but then you start getting used to it and then you're like okay what can this person provide me and then you get jaded and it's just a bad like a lot of people that I know that have yeah. um, moved to and soon after left Nashville um, have that same feeling yeah which we have so we we were the first of mm-hmm. our group of friends to kind of move up there, and then we moved back home. Time to move there. So I think our experience would be different. Yeah, if you had an actual community now, but still, like, yeah. Uh, but we love Florence so much. Like the the real kicker for us, both of us were like pretty miserable living there, and um, I. My neighbor just got home. My neighbor James, he's so nice. Just like a single old man, and he just this is a break in the conversation because he's such, so interesting. That would be interesting. He works. He, mm-hmm. he works for the. He works for the city, and so he just like finds random crap all the time, and he just gives it to us. First of all, our first Christmas in this house, he came and knocked on the door, and gave us a bag of chocolates and a Christmas Aww. card. And he he's probably like in his sixties, and he said, and this is his voice that I'm gonna imitate. So just get ready. <laughs> he said, "Y'all's the only ones ever talks to me, so I figured I'd come <laughs> give you Christmas cards, Aww. which is so it is. sweet, <laughs> also sad." And he's, I know. Uh, he said, "Everybody else here is a bunch of weirdos." <laughs> So that's cute. Uh, but he's given us tennis rackets. When Shoals Fest mm-hmm. happened, that festival Jason and mm-hmm. put on, he had a he had a bunch of cups nice. and I, that he like cleaned up from there that they left behind. So I pulled up one day and he said, "Y'all want some cups?" <laughs> I was like, "I think we're good, James." He said, "Dude, they're throwaway cups. <laughs> like it makes yeah. it better." I think I'm okay. They're garbage. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Then Payne and I went to Israel for like 12 days. Aww. And we came back and our grass had what? been cut. And I was like, Payton, do you think your dad did this? or? And he's like, oh, or James did it. So we asked his dad just to make sure. And then we're like, has to be James. So James was sitting outside one day. And we're like, hey, thanks for cutting our grass. And he gave us the most old man backhanded, <laughs> you're welcome. He said, <laughs> he said, oh, you're welcome. I just can't stand to see your girl up like that. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, so just an yeah. eyesore then, I guess. Just out of you. spite. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. So anyway, that was James. I love you so much. Uh, I don't even know what I was talking about. Nashville, Your friends just moved up there. I hated after it. y'all moved back. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I think they're having a great time. <laughs> but it just wasn't for us. But we like, toward the end where we were like, I really want to move back. Like, really want to move back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to see Penny and Sparrow <laughs> at uh the anchor it was like a just like secret show uh they're called called the singing shows so we went to see them and uh they were like we're moving to florence and making a record we were like what and then they sang a hymn at the end of their set and Peyton and i both cried and we were like we're moving home (laughs) like people are moving to florence to make music and we can do that too um so we did, and then for like a year and a half, we hosted a show a month in Peyton's house before he got married. Uh, he and his roommate, Philip, who's in his band, we hosted house shows at their house and just brought in our friends. And then uh, eventually, like, got introduced to Andy, and he's just such a wonderful <laughs> human who we love so much. And so we were at uh, Andy and Sarah's house one night watching Trolls <laughs> as adults. <laughs> and and uh, our friend Joe, who now lives in New York, he was there too. And we were all talking like 
what brought you to Florence and for us like what brought you back to the Shoals area so we got to tell him like well we went to see your show <laughs> before we knew you and it's just yeah. cool like the yeah the little connections everywhere of just people in this town is and music here feels so much more communal to me which I know people in Nashville feel mm-hmm. the same way it just didn't feel that way for us because we didn't have people there like we do now like we love going to Nashville and playing shows and writing with our friends and all that now but we just didn't have that we're there um and here you know we look at like single lock records like I they're doing selling these posters for their South by showcase that wasn't (laughs) that didn't happen um and donating the proceeds to a nonprofit here in town that helps like Mm. feed kids who depend on school for their meals so just like a record label being so supportive of such a small community so I ordered a couple of posters and then Addie who works there texted me and was like hey we have some of the posters (laughs) that Peyton designed too do you want me to see those (laughs) like yes great and you know it's just like such a weird small small town and I love it so much like I wouldn't trade it for anything like we have half the amount of things to do as Nashville or Birmingham but like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. those are a short drive away and to be able to sit on my porch and talk to you guys and it's so quiet Mm -hmm. and then I get to go to work tomorrow and it's like I'm gonna probably know 90% of the people that come through the door. It's It's just nice. It's so comforting. It's a really lovely place to live. Yeah. It's just, I think even before all of this, but that's probably like exacerbated now, but like just how Mm -hmm. important Mm -hmm. community is. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Because it for real like makes or breaks a city. Yeah, it definitely does. Definitely. I, I'm i going to have to like slow Peyton down when all this is over because he's going to want to invite people over every yeah. night. I'm not going to be ready for that. I need a slow reintroduction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like I'm itching for yeah, sure. people for sure as well. I I was listening to uh, Catherine's episode. Oh, we should probably today, say. But I finish it. Is Catherine okay? Yes. She's she's sick. She's yeah. Sick. It was just walking pneumonia. <laughs> okay. I mean, not good, yeah. but better than the yeah. alternative. She's all so. good now. Unfortunately, yeah. we did not have an interview with <laughs> I think the I... sole Alabama case of Corona. So, bummer for us. Yeah, at that time. Oh, man. She just had a Dang it, Catherine. Wow. <laughs> she is. She's really letting you Yet back again. <laughs> Catherine Venmoed me after that so far Birmingham uh-huh. show and made me laugh so much. <laughs> she... I feel like she, I can't remember how much it was, but I feel like it was a, a like, absurdly generous amount to Venmo someone she doesn't know that well. And she asked me to be her Valentine. Josh, how do you feel? It was the best day. Uh, if it was anybody other than Mackenzie, I'd be mad. But I understand, okay. you know. Cool, cool, cool. That was a good show. <laughs> I genuinely... It was so fun, and I was so happy you guys came. I, like, I'm super introverted, not great at, like, I don't love small talk. It's tiring, and I feel like I don't know what to say. But I love meeting people like you guys that I feel like I've known for so long. And it's always, it's so fun to, like, come to Birmingham and, I don't know. It's just you guys are really wonderful people and you you have a you're just like friendly, which sounds so oversimplified, but I'm just really grateful for you guys and what you do at the loft show that's like given us a space to play in Birmingham that is 
good it's like always going to be a good show it doesn't matter like how big or small it is it's like good. it's always I'm so glad that you feel that way because so, like, we feel that way really too and it's I don't know the amount of friends that we've made through doing this thing that we I, I don't know it's crazy I was thinking back like we were supposed to have our three-year anniversary in March um and that's the first show that we've ever canceled like yeah in three years we've never not had a show yeah and hmm. it's just so crazy yeah. this roller coaster but I'm so grateful for the friends that we've made and the relationships that we've built through just like this common idea like it I think it's I don't know like I think Josh and I are both pretty friendly people and I think that we can make people feel comfortable but we also really enjoy being behind the scenes and we're not those big loud personalities that are going to go out and greet everyone who comes in um but I think we've both grown a lot over this experience and the friendships that we've made it's just cool to start out a friendship on a common ground. You know, it's like what the law show stands for and what you guys yeah. are doing with your house show and everything. And also just the love for music and art and supporting people in any capacity that we can. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just something sweet. And I don't yeah. know, immediately you kind of have, you can tell the people who are in it for, the love of something and the love of the community versus the people who are in it to make some money. And I think that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, you don't get in it. To yeah. make money. Yes. <laughs> You're oh, delusional. Yeah. If you do. But yeah, I just, I, well, <laughs> what I'm going to say through all my stumbles is we really appreciate you guys too. And the feeling's so mutual. Like I feel like I've known you guys for years and in reality, I've only seen you like four times ever. (laughs) 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 So weird. Gosh, I love it. That's the best. The The best. best. (laughs) We're doing real good. (laughs) We're all doing great. (laughs) Um, Okay, so kind of future stuff, you know, you're slowly but surely kind of thinking about new record in the future at some point. What are ways that you feel like people can support musicians and artists during this time? Um, It's going to sound weird, but honestly, just like giving them money, (laughs) like if you have the means to do it, um, it's really cool. You know, if they like put on an Instagram concert or whatever, like message them and be like hey i would like to pay the cost of a ticket you know or something like that uh buying merch is really good and helpful streaming their music it pays less but is also good uh a lot of my Mm -hmm. friends who know more about music have said that following an artist on spotify helps to like get them playlisted and stuff and i never think to like follow someone on Spotify I just like download mm-hmm. their music or whatever but follow your favorite artists on Spotify apparently oh, yeah. that's good um my friend Jordy Cersei who is oh he's just one of the best people in the world and he mm-hmm. has been doing live streams every Tuesday and raises money for other artists <laughs> when he does that yeah so it's been really cool he'll like do a live stream and and pin a comment that's like that artist's venmo account that he's supporting that night um so that's been really cool to watch just look out for opportunities like that and i know that there are organizations in nashville that are helping to alleviate yeah the gig loss of like full-time musicians so (sighs) well Really appreciate being here. I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your very busy day (laughs) to get hit in the face with carpenter bees. You know, oh, it's so busy. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And if you are sitting in the room with us, I'm sure Josh would say it's great to have you here. (laughs) Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Music, Instagram. It feels weird to plug music things yeah. now because I know 
people are strapped for cash and I have friends that are full-time musicians. Mm -hmm. So before I even say this, support your local businesses and full-time musicians and creatives and your friends who are out of work before you do this. (laughs) And then if you have more and you're just like, I want (laughs) to give money to everyone, then I'll be a part of the overflow. (laughs) Um, Happily. Uh, I am raising money to make a record uh, via Venmo, (laughs) mostly. So my Venmo is at Mackenzie Lockhart. If you want to give me money um, to make a record, you can go support my husband's band, Carver Commodore. (laughs) The rock and roll. If you like the rock and roll. To the rock and and roll. And some fellas. (laughs) <laughs> but you can't have any of them except for Daniel. We will. The rest of we'll, we'll put out a. Uh, you know, we'll put the word out. I'm sure he'd be happy to have you. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now we know. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Everyone's taken. All Daniel. right. Well, it was so good to talk to you, and <laughs> I hope that you enjoy the rest of your quarantine. And I hope that your husband's yeah, able to get out of the truck. He did. He mm. he walked by me earlier. But we were in the midst yeah. of, of serious convos. So I don't want to interrupt and be like, Peyton's here. <laughs> uh, just continue to do well. All right. Same, buddy. Hopefully we'll see y'all soon. Alrighty. Well, bye. I'll find that I spend most my time.